Thank you for joining us this evening. You're listening to Sunday Morning Live. That is SML Inside the Pages. Presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church Incorporated. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. Today is October 4th, 2021. And this is Pastor Carl Henderson. Actually, you know what? Today is not October 4th. It is October 5th. Thank you for that correction. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m. Tuesday Bible study, 7 p.m. And Thursday's Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the Word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the Word of God. Certainly we pray and, and hope that you had a blessed day. Maybe you had a day that it was a, I, I like to call it a bad hair day. You know, sometimes we have a bad hair day. And there are other times that the day just seems so well that nothing could go wrong. Whether it has been a bad hair day or a day that it went well, this is the day that the Lord has made. And we can still rejoice in it and be glad. Listen, we're in the book of Daniel this evening. Not going to bore your patience. But we're going to go into the second chapter, beginning at the 19th verse. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray and ask, Lord God, that you will watch over and keep us. Lord God, our thoughts. God, our mind, help us to understand your word. Lord, I pray and ask that you would bless those that are faithful and obedient. Bless those that are uh, facing opposition in obedience and by obedience to your word. I pray and ask that you would bless each one under the sound of my voice. Bless those that are listening that, and those that will be hearing later. We ask, Lord God, these blessings in the name of Jesus. Lord God, that you would move by your power. Lord God, that you would have your way in the life of your people, those that are willing. Lord, you said if we're willing and obedient, we'll eat the good of the land. I pray and ask that you would bless those, Lord. Lord God, to see the fruit. Lord God, to see and to be able to collect. Lord God, I ask that you would stir up the mind of those that are not faithful. Stir up the heart of the backslider that they may be redeemed. Lord God, stir the mind of the slothful, those that are willfully disobedient. Lord God, those that drive by your church house could stop in, but yet make other plans to do other things. Let their excuses, uh, I pray that their excuses not be their demise, but Lord, that you will stir their hearts. Lord Jesus, for obedience is better than sacrifice. Lord, your word has proclaimed it, and we believe it. Help us all to walk in obedience. Help us all to walk with repentant hearts. Bless us all, Lord God, to walk according to your will. Lord, we ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. We're in the book of Daniel. And so, uh, as I said, I'm not going to bore your patience. We're going to go into the word of God this evening. And I pray that uh, something is said that is going to bless you and enhance your walk strengthen you, uh, 
give you something to think about and to chew on until the next time you hear my voice. Certainly, we uh, thank God because it was a fabulous weekend as we uh, concluded our leadership conference. Uh, I posted a few of the speakers. Uh, uh, Elder Elaine Jenkins, someone that I've known most of my life. Uh, she ministered the word of God on that Sunday morning. And uh, Pastor Elizabeth Griffin, she ministered the word. And I'm telling you, on that Sunday afternoon, the Holy Ghost, uh, the spirit of the Lord moved as the saints went forth and worshiped and couldn't retain themselves. I know. <laughs> and so uh, God blessed. And then uh, we were fed with the word. So the Lord put his approval on the service. We had Bishop McGuire on that Friday morning and that Friday afternoon ministering the word of God. Very thorough and, and giving us a good understanding as far as being servants, wholehearted servants. You know, there are those that have a divided heart and there are those that are wholehearted. He's coming back for those that are wholehearted and you don't know when that's going to be. Maybe you think you have time, but you know, you could be caught up tonight. Uh -huh. Many thought they was going to wake up today only to find that they, when they opened their eyes, they were in the presence of the Lord. And so uh, none of us know. But one thing we do have assurance of is that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And that belief is something of action. It is not something that I just believe in God because the Bible says the devil believes but the devil is not sanctified and the devil will not be saved. Hell was created for the devil and his angels. So you know where he's going to go. If you are a follower of Satan, because you're not following Christ, there's only one place. So there is no gray area. There's no in-between. Uh, but there is heaven and there is hell. And the worst and hell is going to be cast into a lake of fire. And so uh, Daniel believed God and he was consecrated unto him. The Bible tells us in the second chapter, beginning at the 19th verse, it said, then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in the night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changes the times and the seasons. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. He revealeth the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness, and the light dwelleth with him. I thank thee and praise thee, O thou God of my fathers, whom thou hast given me wisdom and might, and hast made known unto me now what we desire of thee. For thou hast made known unto us the king's matter. Therefore Daniel went in unto uh, uh, unto the king uh, whom the king had ordained to destroy the wise men, excuse me, that is Ark. Uh, he went in unto the chief, the one that was carrying out the command of the king. He said unto him, destroy not the wise men of Babylon. Bring me in before the king and I will show unto the king the interpretation. 
So Daniel was brought in before the king in haste. This was a situation where the king's order was going to be carried out expeditiously. And he said unto him, I have found a man in, of the captives of Judah that will make known unto the king the interpretation. And the king answered and said to Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, Art thou able to make known unto me the dream which I have seen and the interpretation thereof? Now, Daniel, his, his name given to him by his parents uh, was not Belteshazzar. That was uh, God of the Chaldeans. And that was what he was renamed, taken into captivity. When you're taken into captivity, your name changes. That's why people will call you out of your name. And I won't go all into that. I won't go up all into that area this evening, but you understand what I'm saying. When you take it into captivity, uh, people will call you names. They will call, say things about you. And, and so that name is descriptive of what has a hold on you. Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, the secret which the king have demanded, cannot the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, the soothsayers show unto the king? But there is a God in heaven that revealeth secrets and maketh known to the king Nebuchadnezzar what shall be in the latter days. Thy dream and the visions of thy head upon thy bed are these. As for thee, O king, thy thoughts came into thy mind upon thy bed. What shall come to pass hereafter? And he that revealeth the secret maketh known to thee what shall come to pass. But as for me, the secret is not revealed for me for any wisdom that I have more than any living, but for their sake that shall make known the interpretation to the king and thou that thou mightest know the thoughts of thy heart. As you may have known, the, the, the thought here is the deep, dark, secret things. Uh -huh. Those deep those dark, those secret things that nobody else know. Now, recall in the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, he dreamed dreams. Wherefore, his spirit was troubled because of what he saw. Sometimes you have a dream and you consider it a nightmare. It may be God trying to get your attention. I had a dream one time uh, that I was getting into a car. And that, that car was mine, it wasn't nothing to stolen. <laughs> and when I got in the car, there was a wasp hive. And I was trapped dealing with a bunch of wasps. Well, I kind of felt knew what that was leading up to and I dismissed it. Only to find myself in a terrible situation not too long afterwards. Had I, not, had I paid attention to the dream, I wouldn't have found myself in that situation, nor dealing with those people that I dealt with and having to overcome the sting and the hurt of that. Sometimes your dreams, your dreams are warning and telling you what not to do, warning you and saving you would save you from a lot of hurt, a lot of discomfort, a lot of things if you would pay attention to what it is and not dismiss it. A dream is considered to be a series of thoughts, images, 
sensations occurring during a sleep. The Bible tells us in Ecclesiastes 5 and 3, for a dream cometh through the multitude of business, and a fool's voice is known by multitude of words. If you're around someone and they're always talking, they refuse to zip it, they refuse to close their mouth, just always shooting off, just always, well, they're going, they revealing something about themselves, and you would have to be even a larger what the Bible said, a fool's voice is known. You would have to even be a lark. You can fill in the blank if you tell them a secret and think they're going to keep it. Because eventually it's going to come out. Dreams are used as a series or serious source of communication. Job 33, 15 through 17 says, in the dream, in a dream, in a vision of the night when the deep sleep falleth upon man, in the slumbering upon the bed, then he opened the ears of men and sealeth their instruction that he might withdraw man from his purpose and hide pride from man. God does us a solid when he gives us and sends us dreams to warn us of situations. A dream may not always be a, something terrible, it could be something good as well. But no, whatever it is, it, when it's from God, it's going to line up with his will. Habakkuk 2, beginning at the second verse, And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon the tables, that he may, that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at that end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come and it will not tarry. Running could be that you're running to prepare for that vision. As we take heed to whatever God is showing us, whatever God is telling us through dreams and visions, it is certainly for our well-being. And Genesis 40, 5 Begin at the fifth verse, and they dreamed a dream, both of them, which man his dream in one night, both, and each man according to the interpretation of his dream, the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt, which were bound in the prison, and Joseph came in unto them in the morning, and looked upon them, and behold, they were sad. And he asked Pharaoh's officer, uh, that were with him in the war and of the Lord's house, saying, Wherefore look ye so sadly today? And they said unto him, We have dreamed a dream, and there is no interpreter of it. And Joseph said unto them, Do not interpretations belong to God. God is an interpreter. He knows the intent of the heart. He knows the deep dark secret things that go on with us even when it's late at night even when it is uh, early in the morning whatever time whether you're taking a nap Genesis 46 uh, and 2 says and God spake unto Israel in visions of the night so God sends dreams to speak to us just as he did with Nebuchadnezzar there are the dreams that we as individuals are responsible for controlling. Yes, 
when you go to sleep and you having that particular dream, that dream, that dream of, of you eating something that you probably should not be eating, or maybe you're dreaming about something that is all right to eat. You have, uh, you have control in that dream. You dreaming and, and having a sexual moment, you have control in that dream as well. When you have dreams, those dreams, all of our dreams, you find yourself in a bad situation and it seems terrifying, get up out the dream. You have control. You are aware of what is going on. If that dream, if those dreams that are against God's will is uncontrolled, the result is a separation from God. Jude 8 said, likewise also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. Don't be a filthy dreamer. The 2 Corinthians 10, 3, 6 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but uh, mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imagination, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience, when your obedience is fulfilled. Some of us don't have a right to say anything to anybody because we're not obedient to what God is telling us. The Bible says that when our obedience, when we stop being disobedient, when we stop being hard-headed, rebellious, that's how uh, uh, the people of Israel found themselves in captivity because they were disobedient and they refused to bring that disobedience, that flesh that was dictating into subjection. We all must crucify the flesh. And it's something that we do daily. It's something that we bring into subjection uh, each hour, every moment of the day as necessary. Dreams are, can be deep, dark secrets, but God sees those things. But the Bible tells us in Psalms 139 and 12, yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. And so the Bible says, Then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. This was after Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah prayed. When was the last time you got together with some brothers and prayed? When was the last time you got together with some sisters and prayed about the situation? Instead of talking about it, you don't, you don't have to rehearse it. You can pray about it. You can just make it known and pray about it. You don't have to then talk about it afterwards because you laid it, uh, you brought that care and presented it unto the Lord. These men were consecrated, consecrated men. Pray unto sovereign God. They were fervent in prayer. They depended upon prayer. They depended upon interaction with God. Do you depend upon interaction with God? Men, women, but men. You will do your soul, your family, a solid by creating a relationship with God. 
A relationship with God does not take away from uh, your family. It doesn't take away from your responsibilities. Matter of fact, it enhances both. And, and so it, there's uh, something, an uh, imbalance when it's one side and God is not a God of a false balance. He doesn't like false balances. And too often in the church, we, we find a false balance. We can be so dedicated, so consecrated. Uh, we'll tell the saints, I, I, strangers, I love you, brother. I love you, man. When was the last time you told your, uh, your family member that I love you? When was the last time you showed that type of uh, graciousness to the family or to your brother or your sister? We need to make sure that we're well balanced in what we do. God is balanced, and he expects us to be as balanced as well. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. These men uh, uh, did, they, they didn't just seek God when trouble appeared. But I believe in their life that they were already in tune. They already had a relationship. They were already nurturing something special. God ought to be someone and something special in your life. An interactive relationship. Not just one side. You know, like the, the sports and, you know, people have their favorite players, but it's one sided. You buy tickets. You know all the stats. You know everything about them. You even know their favorite color, know their kids' names. And that, that athlete, that celebrity don't know nothing about you, never met you. And of course, they're going to be nice to you because you're buying the tickets. You're the one that paid the salary. Some are genuine. Others, it is just a job. And so in that job, we need your ticket money. That's why when an autograph is not signed, I've seen where they pushed the kid aside, didn't want to sign an autograph, and it went public. And when it went public, all of a sudden that kid was, 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 was generosity, found that kid, and he had all jersey, tennis shoes, and tickets, and front row seats, and all of that, because it was all about the marketing and the selling of something compared to a genuine uh, relationship. They don't know nothing about you. When someone says they are a Christian, and you'll only find that twice in the Bible, it wasn't from the mouth of God, because he refers to his people as saints. You'll find that throughout the Old Testament. And he's coming back with 10,000s of his saints. You'll find that in the New Testament. But when someone say they are a Christian, are they saying, I believe in Jesus? Often when I talk to people and they say that, they're saying, I believe in God. When you're asked, are you a practicing believer? You say, I believe. I'm, I'm going to ask you, are you practicing what you believe? Uh, are you consecrated unto the Lord? Are you set aside for him, which is sainthood, sanctification? Are you striving? As the Lord has said, be ye holy for I am holy. Or are you just saying, I believe? You know, he's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. A church without blemish or any such thing. 
And so you can't just believe in God because belief is not enough. There are many that believe. And certainly if you took a poll, there are more fallen angels than what you are aware of uh -huh, that believe in God. Jesus came to a man who was possessed and he asked him, asked the spirit, what was the name? And he said, Legion for we are many. And they asked him, have you come to crucify us or uh, torment us before our time? So see, they believed and they knew. And they even knew and understood that there is a day of judgment. The 21st verse says, and he changes the time. Daniel is giving, they are giving praise and honor unto God. They are honoring him for who he is, what he has done, and what he is going to do. He changes the time and the season. He moveth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know, uh, understand. He revealeth the deep and secret things. Many times we think we're getting away with something. And God reveals it, and then when, when it's brought to your attention, you get offended. And you resist it. Instead of owning up to it, get all in your feelings. Don't want to hear it. Disappear. Don't talk. All of a sudden, Get quiet instead of making your way to the altar and ask for forgiveness. And listen, you don't, you're not supposed to just ask forgiveness of God. You're supposed to also go to your brother and make peace with your brother. You're supposed to go to your sister and make peace with your sister. You're supposed to go back to the one that you got a, a nasty attitude with. And it was shown, and they know you had attitude, and ask forgiveness. The Bible says, leave your gift at the altar and go and make peace with your brother, with your sister, to the one that has been offended. You, we need to follow the word of God as much as you may not want, but you got to crucify that flesh. You got to do it. He also reveals the dirty things about you that would be embarrassing when exposed. Why? Because he knows the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness. The Bible said men love darkness more than light because their deeds is dark. They want to hide things. This is what you'll find people dating, but they won't invite their boyfriend to church. They won't invite their girlfriend to church because they're trying to hide those things instead of bringing it to the light. Afraid that somebody's going to expose, God will expose. Uh, we are talking about your soul salvation. Maybe you're not concerned about your soul. I am. And, and so, uh, but you need to be, uh, if no, you need to be more concerned about your soul. Oh my God. Bless your name, Jesus. You need to be concerned about your soul salvation and not concerned about the flesh to the point that we try to hide from God. We forget that he revealed the deep and secret things. And he knows what's in the darkness because the light dwelleth with him. Everything that there is, no matter how dark it might be, it could be gross darkness. It is still light unto the Lord. Daniel, and then it goes on to say, I thank thee and praise thee, O thou God of my fathers, when thou hast given me wisdom and might and hast made known unto me now what we desire of thee. For thou hast not 
has now made known unto us the king's matter. Now, when they went after they prayed and sought the Lord, the Bible said that they went, they had a dream, and the dream that they had was the dream that God gave to Nebuchadnezzar. So that they could see it, they remembered it, they understood it. Just as God dealt with Nebuchadnezzar, he deals with the Democrats. God deals with the regardless of what you say. Don't short, don't short God. There's nothing that's going on that he don't know and understand. God deals with the Democrats. He deals with the Republicans. He deals with the liberals and all other uh, political parties that you don't even think about. He deals with kings and queens and other administrative roles uh, and as many as you can imagine. Yes, God deals with them. Oh, but they're wicked. God still deals with them. We, you're reading throughout the scripture where men uh, uh, that was not in the will of God, but yet they was used by God to bring about what he wanted done. Proverbs 21, 1, T, 3, says, uh, the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord as the rivers of water. He turneth it wheresoever he will. Every, one of a, every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord pondereth his heart. The Lord is searching the heart of every one of us. You need to make sure that your heart is in the right place. You need to make sure. It, it does all, every man, every woman, boy, and girl, it don't matter who you are. If you're not saved and standing, standing, and I'm just talking about standing in the presence of God, I'm, I'm talking about you have been, you've been, you've been caught up, then you need to make sure your heart is right. You need to check yourself. What they say, check yourself before you uh, wreck yourself. Because we can walk around and think we're right in our own eyes. But you need to have some humility. Every leader should have humility. We shouldn't be so, uh, so titled, caught up in titles that we don't kneel ourselves at the altar. And apologies uh, also go uh, from leaders too. We're people. And so if a leader does something wrong, they should apologize as well. Uh, set examples so that others will uh, can follow those examples. Every action of administration worldwide is not unnoticed. It is uh, leading to eschatology. It's leading to the end. It's leading to something. And the preparation for that is the word of God. You'll never be prepared for what comes next uh, without the word of God. The impact of it will be of things that happen in our lives are so great and you need the word of God. You need something to hold on to. You need something that is going to carry you over when things happen because stuff happens. Things happen. Well, they say life happens and you need something to help you out. Let me tell you, when something bad happens, you need the word of God. You need to hold on to, your, to God who is sovereign and you may need to go lift some weights. You may need to start jogging. You may need to start skating. You may need to jump on a, a team and ride a bike. You may need to uh, go to the gym, play basketball, something to relieve the stress of the physical man. As things occur, but we should never walk away from God. Therefore, Daniel went in and he wanted to be sure 
that the wise man of Babylon was just as safe as he was. What a blessing. He could have boasted and not thought about them. But Daniel said he didn't do this for himself. And asked that the wise man not be destroyed. Bring me in before the king. And I will show unto the king the interpretation. Daniel made his way in to the presence of the king. And Daniel kind of taunted him for a moment. Let him know that, ask him the question. Uh, was any of your people, your wise men, your astrologers, your magicians and soothsayers, were they not able to handle this? He's giving God glory. He's giving God the praise. Daniel, remember, was cunning. He knew how to answer. He was wise, had understanding. God had multiplied his, his skill and his intelligence beyond 10 times greater than anyone else that was found among those that graduated that day. He said, there is a God in heaven that revealeth secrets and maketh known to the king Nebuchadnezzar what shall be in the latter days, the dreams and the visions upon of thy head upon thy bed. As for thee, O king, thy thoughts came into thy mind upon thy bed, what should come to pass hereafter. Some things are going to happen shortly, and you're going to be part of it. And he revealed the secret things, and maketh known to thee what shall come to pass. Listen, there's nothing that is here from God. There's nothing that any of us will ever think about anything that we might say. The Bible said that we're going to give an account for every word. So we need to be careful. The Bible gives us an out. It says, how shall a young man cleanse his ways? By taking heed to the word of God. My prayer is that you dedicate, rededicate, be committed unto the Lord. And as our theme was in the leadership conference, that you serve the Lord wholeheartedly. Because that is the command of the Lord from Deuteronomy, the fourth chapter, that we love the Lord with all our soul, our might, all our might, everything, our being, everything about us. We should be in love with God and that in, in love with him, in love with God, God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. That love is a love that is shared in relationship. That love is, is, is illuminated in companionship. That love is, is brought forth and is made an example unto others because it is an example of the church. God is love. And so let's love on him the way that he wants to be loved. In our minds, the deep, dark, secret things of our mind uh, should be transforming to say, I love you, Lord. I love you. I love you in my subconscious. As my subconscious speaks and, and pronounce, it's going to pronounce love and not hatred. It's going to pronounce faith in you and not fear of what could happen because I love you so much. It's going to set me as an example to others that I could love God and have a clean conscience and serve him on the job, in the school, in recreation, whatever I'm doing, 
I'm not going to be sidetracked. I'm not going to harvest something in my heart. When I lay down at night, I'm going to make sure that, that I find myself in a good place in case God wants to visit and talk to me. He wants to meet me in the middle of the night. He wants to meet me in the early morning. It's something he wants to share with me. I want my mind to be right. I want my mind to be invitational to him. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. Lord God, we pray and ask that you would keep our hearts in the right place. Lord Jesus, we know that you send dreams for many different reasons. Lord God, and so we pray and ask that you would help us. Lord God, that our hearts are in the right place. Lord God, as you speak to us, Lord God, help us to understand what you have to say. Place us in the presence of those, Lord God, that are able to understand. Lord Jesus, and we'll give you the praise and glory. Help us to live a committed life unto you. Lord God, for you are worthy to be praised. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Hope to see you here. And until then, be blessed and rest in the Lord. Now, if you've been blessed, do as I'm doing. I'm telling others about the broadcast. I'm passing out invitations. You know, that's something that church uh, needs to do. And that is invite souls to come to service so that they can be part of the service. You want to be part of the service. You want to participate as God is blessing. Get your blessing from the Lord. We can be found on iHeart, Spotify, and many other podcast carriers. Remember the songs featured? are the, respectively the property of the uh, songsters and the artists and their producers. God bless you. Jeremiah should be reading the book of Jeremiah to understand what Daniel was dealing with. The book of Jeremiah.